Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Moss Eisley Happy Hour, where we are watching Star Wars all the way through. Why I've suddenly mm. decided to mention that at this <laughs> fucking late juncture, I don't know. Um, but spoilers and swearing, there we go, got it out. It's because you're excited. I literally did just swear as well, so I thought I'd managed to get it before we did any spoilers or any swearing, but no. Um, anywho, um, yes, and uh, this evening I am joined, as always, by the mighty Wesley Sith. Ding Hello. Long. <laughs> <laughs> and CA88, Chris Allen, there he is. Godspeed, you there, Black Emperor. No, wrong film, wrong... Uh, I don't know <laughs> what... I don't even know Godspeed, you Black Emperor, very well, but I know I quite like them. But that is my most annoying element of this film, is I don't know why they started saying Godspeed. I was like, yeah. where'd that come from? Why? But it's yeah. stuck in my mind a bit too much. But there you go. I'll get it out no, now. I'm, I'm, glad you've, I'm, glad you've, I'm glad you've highlighted it, because at the time, I was kind of like, the fuck? <laughs> and then it slipped my mind again. But yeah, that is a very weird moment. When yeah. you've, like, you've already we've, got a religion. Yeah, you've we've never had. Religion you've made up. Don't... <laughs> Maybe Wesley has some answers. No, not uh, a sausage. Yeah. Not a sausage on that one. Either. And I, I don't think uh, in in Rise of Skywalker, do they? I don't, I don't remember. But anyway, I'll, I'll watch that for the second time again, ready for next episode yeah. and yes. find out. But yeah. Yes, as tonight we are covering Star Wars Episode 8, The Last Jedi, a film uh, that seemed to be oddly, well, not oddly divisive amongst yeah. um, Star Wars fans. And as I've said before, I'm not going to go on too much about it, but it is the main reason why I had not seen Solo or. Um, mm. Rise of Skywalker because I just got to the point of like, I'll piss off Star that, Wars fans. <laughs> but that that is kind of interesting though because yeah, I think I was my view of it was probably somewhat coloured by um, the the negative response, and in my head mm. I remembered the negative parts of it more than the positives, and and I found it, for me there's way more to unpack now having watched it for a second time, and I don't know if I was just in the absolute right state of mind for it. But I really enjoyed like so much of it, so much more than I yeah could remember. My, I mean, my exact words, I think, to Claire were, ah, well, well, let's 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 bang it on, because I think the, the same same as yourself is, I think I'd sort of begun to not begun to agree with them necessarily, but I just sort of like it had created such a sort of stink around itself yeah. as a film but it, uh, around the film that you kind of yeah. start interpreting that as mm, your feelings towards the film which as yeah. it turns out it really isn't you know? I, I think um there was also a, something to do with mark hamill wasn't too happy with what they did with luke which i absolutely agree with for the you know the first half of it i suppose he didn't come across great but he, he does i think redeem himself pretty good i think well it's it's, when it's it, interesting yeah go on Lewis. sorry well the thing is with the whole luke's uh mark hamill mm. um when you actually analyze it as he was saying those comments mm. it actually he's talking about it when it was first presented to him mm, he's, okay. and he actually quoted the saying it wasn't until he acted in it 
and it came out that he realized it does work. Does it, but yeah, a lot of the okay. negative Star Wars people are quoting the pre-film. They're making mm. the, they're making the narrative fit to how they, yeah. you know, not even Mark Hamill likes it. Yeah, he did. that's interesting. Okay. Well, that's, yeah, I, I hadn't heard that. So that is interesting to know. I, th- I think also going back to going back to my sort of projecting the Mm. the projection of the theory of um you know that is playing out a lot of the original trilogy's sort of roles in different ways luke certainly to start with is definitely yoda yeah absolutely yeah it's 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 crazy hermit yeah (laughs) Yeah. literally (laughs) it's it's properly sort of um, you know, mine, mine. Yeah, and he'd be just ransacking bags and everything. And I, th- I think where Yoda worked, and it's hard to say how much of it was seeing it so much when we were young. But like Luke, it just isn't as cute, is he, as Yoda when he's doing that role? So it's like, <laughs> oh, you're just a bit too weird and not quite endearing enough at this point. It's I sort of commodity. Yeah. Yeah. Mixture of Obi Wan and yeah, <laughs> yeah, but with a bit more insights, but uh, also animals the crazy mixed in. Thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, th- I think it's yeah, I, I think it's probably just also weirdly enough, I'm not as keen on Yoda in the prequels mm. because of it, almost like the opposite effect. Yeah, it is yeah. because it's like, oh, I don't want you being a Serious, serious um, yeah. you know, misery. Yeah. It's much funnier when you're like, don't matter, fuck mm-hmm. it. Every, I'm, obviously, I've been around for years, mate. Everything, just yeah. let well, it go. Well, you do get that, then you get a whole lot of that in this, where mm. he decides to mock Luke with some lightning bolts and and telling him basically you're totally wrong. You got it wrong again. You're useless, aren't you? Basically, <laughs> like, yeah. Well, <laughs> in, in, in my notes as well is that um, I, I put down that it's like sort of like two guys in a trailer park and one of them's accidentally set fire to his trailer and they're both <laughs> pitted. You know, there's yeah. a sort of element of resignation to it. And also it's just great because, again, yeah, it is back to cheeky Yoda. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Bit of a cheeky Yoda there, ladies. So, yeah, I I sort of really um, um, I, I I enjoyed it once he turns up, and also, but like I say, I think because that was another thing. That's one thing that was leveled against is a lot of people didn't appreciate a lot of the humour in it. So yeah, right. So that's it. So um, I think I mentioned we did talk about this previously. Like there are some bits that are still aren't keen on it mostly of it most of it is luke and i think i focused on that whereas actually watching this again i, I was laughing and really did enjoy quite a lot mm. of it a lot more than i remembered like in before which I, when i found it just a little bit awkward it's like too awkward yeah, to enjoy but poe dameron bit at the beginning with where he's pretending to be an answer phone message yeah i right. really didn't like that so, yeah, yeah, I didn't like it, but I did enjoy it this time for some reason. And I, it might have been because I... Yeah, it, would, it didn't it make me just, hate the film. It's just... Mm. Yeah, no, it's, it seemed really... I was Oh, no, that's just too much the first time around. For some reason, it was just amusing this time. I, I think the trouble is, I think that jumps it when he's basically... It turns into your mum. <laughs> yeah. I think that's yeah. the point where it's like, 
oh no, you have to, this is just a prank call. <laughs> this is just Seymour Butts. So, yeah. because I think, I think, again, it's because of that thing we've established that, you know, there's, and this whole film has it in tons and tons of it, is there's that kind of thing about almost like imposter syndrome, where you've got a lot of people who aren't up to snuff or don't think they are, and oddly enough, the ones who think they are aren't. Yeah. So General General Hux is just a dick. Mm. You know, he is a... It's, it's in the same way that it's like sort of, yes, he is clearly, you know, a mass murderer. Mm. But in the weird way that you have with probably quite a few mass murderers, they're actually sort of boring, nerdy pricks rather yeah. than, you know, that there's no <laughs> there's no one who really is Darth Vader. Mm. But there are a shit ton of Anakins is probably the best way of putting it. <laughs> and similarly, I think it's General like, Hux, he's basically middle management. Unfortunately, mm. the, the Somehow. business is murder. <laughs> but, but it's funny, Snoke actually addresses that by saying, you know, why do I have him so high up? Well, mm. he's, oh, I can't remember how he phrased it, but essentially... A know, rabbit I, curve. Yeah, yeah. And he can be manipulated, which is useful and yeah he is like this crazy weapon that he can set off on the world and yeah hopefully I think it's a lot like what we were saying like we were saying last episode is it's a bunch of kids wearing their parents shoes yeah yeah mm. because there was no one you know it's almost as if they got the victory and then they didn't train those coming up mm. so they're best fitting the way well, of doing it we really see that when Snoke dies and it's like Kylo versus Hux. And again, I found that really funny this time. And I don't remember laughing at that before, but just the way that it's like he keeps him alive and then, you know, flings him yeah. against the side of the ATAT when he's annoyed at him. It's like, it's just kids running yeah. the show. Cut into that bit towards the end. Mm. Again, I, there's, there's probably stuff in this. There's a lot of stuff in this. One thing that I did, uh, me and Claire were talking about was there's, something that doesn't happen in Star Wars very often. And and it's unfortunate that um, Finn gets, like, action hero dialogue mm. when he calls Phasma Chrome Dome or whatever like that. And it's it's a bit, hey, mouse, say cheese, you know, sort of from the Simpsons uh, <laughs> in Scratchy Land episode. It's just, it's like, it's because action films have changed since Star Wars started. Yeah. So, yeah, weirdly enough, that it's almost like someone put in a bit and it's like, oh, yeah, Die Hard did come out after Star Wars. So yeah, that's, a yeah. bit, that, that's a bit yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker, but yeah. in no way, shape or form <laughs> in, in, the, in the same sort of way. And it just does, again, it rings a bit odd, much the same as the Godspeed you does, the... Yeah. Um, your mum joke does it's it's the, but again none of them are to a point of not wanting of not enjoying this yeah and it has to be said that bit at the end when they're in the um like Hux and Kylo Ren are in the the uh, shuttle the like the um the shuttle craft as suspended over the uh, rebel base where they've got like the attacks coming in and everything else like that mm -hmm. and that yeah. entire sequence on board there is fucking hilarious 
you know, so because it is sort of stuff like there's just a bit where Adam Driver's brilliant, where he just looks at um, General Hux when he keeps repeating his orders, where it's like, so, uh, you know, like take them in, fire when ready. Yeah, so take them in, fire them when ready. And yeah. it's, he just sort of looks at him like, well, <laughs> what? yes. And also just the bit where it's, he's, he says, um, it's like something like power up all weapons. And he's like, do you really want to do that? And then he just false chokes him against the wall. <laughs> and then and then the pilot of the ship just goes, yes, sir, immediately, sir. And it's, <laughs> yeah, it's just, although I was, and this is going to be, I think, second, second or third time that SpongeBob is evoked on mm. uh, this show, the bit where they're all looking because Kylo Ren has said, right, train all your weapons on that one man and fire. And it's just going on and on and on. And, it's, you know, everyone's there just like, this is, this is awkward, actually, now. This is, this is overkill. <laughs> you're, you're compensating quite badly here. And for some reason, it just reminded me of when SpongeBob uh, accepts, uh, thinks he's been given the managerial ship of the Krusty Krab too. And then he's like, I'm just getting a quick word from Mr. Krabs. Most embarrassing thing you've ever seen. And it's even more embarrassing now it's coming through the microphone. And <laughs> yeah, it was just, again, just. Not, not. Yeah. It's, a Star it's, Wars moment, really, but it's not a Star Wars <laughs> moment, but I'm so pleased it is because I think yeah. there is this, there is space within it. Mm-hmm. And certainly, but then other stuff in this really, really doesn't pay off. Um, I mean, uh, I'm, right. So um, we've sort of we've launched in. So it's 20, 2017, um, and um, yeah, I don't think that I don't think I can be asked to go through everything that came out because we're really into the swing of this. So I apologise for breaking it up there. And that's a really unprofessional thing I've done there. See, I, I think I think that's meta. That fits this, you know, this film. <laughs> it's fine. doesn't matter. <laughs> and anything's available. We're subverting all expectations. Yeah. And actually, that's something that this film does well because it's like, oh, so I like the fact that a lot of people were sort of well, I didn't think it, that was going to happen. And it's like, yeah, and that's the point the of point entertainment. Of yeah. yeah. They, they know, did really. have a serious amount of twists in this. Yeah. But also you've just got stuff like, you know, the this because weirdly enough, this is like, it's. I think also everyone was like, oh, they did so well doing um, The Force Awakens and it was like a new hope. So obviously they're going to do like the really An dark Empire, Empire Strikes yeah. Back one. And they sort of do, but not in the way that people expect. Mm. And also just suddenly in the middle of it, just go, re- or suddenly just in the middle of it, plonk in the end of Return of the Jedi, but twist it so Darth Vader kills the Emperor and then says to Luke, join me as father and son. Which would, I mean, imagine that's yeah. a fucked up ending of fucking Empire. Mm. Where it had been, where that was the reveal. So it's not just that he's like, you know, not that he's they're fighting over Cloud City or whatever like that. But he takes him to the Emperor, kills the Emperor. Yeah. And then it's like, By the way, I'm your dad. Do you fancy running the galaxy? And 
Yeah. And again, yeah. and again, and that was, wasn't even the end of the film. No, no, <laughs> there was or, more to. I mean, this, this film doesn't have a lot of fucking endings. Yeah, you know, I, I get the I, impression I that it it was kind of designed like it was going to be, which it, in effect it is the end of Star Wars. Because mm. the film ends and it's like there's no way out of this. Tune in next week. Very flash golden yeah. ending to it. Well, because this is the thing as well that I hadn't remembered is that this literally starts from the end of the Force Awakens. Mm. Yeah. Finn Finn is still unconscious in the Medibay. Yeah. And I don't know quite how long Luke and Ray have been holding life. Yeah. That quite a long time. It each other. Seems you know, like. But, <laughs> I would estimate roughly about a day and a half, which is a fucking long time, really. And um, yeah, and I hadn't sort of, I hadn't recalled that element, that sort of element to it of how quickly this is, like literally, the like just it continues from that point, which I think is a first for Star Wars because most of the time, oh yeah, there are gaps between each one, yeah. Yeah, because and that's essentially why you need the um, like the opening scroll of most Star Wars yeah. films. Because mm. it's, it's apart from apart from the very first, like apart from a New Hope, where it's literally setting everything up. Um, in the later ones, it is like oh, so that's why Luke's there, and mm. that's why Leia's doing that or whatever, you know. And so yeah, they that's why they're were, on bed. That's uh, why they're on Hoth now and not Yavin, and yeah, it sets all that, up, doesn't it? Mm. But the um, uh, the film has got one of my all-time favourite bits visually, which is the hyperdrive ramming through the ships. Yes, well, yeah, no, visually and the added effect of the sound dropping out for that. I was like yeah. in the cinema. I was like, I like whether it's a cheap trick or what. I loved it. I was like, that is amazing, but. I had the thought of, oh, but I don't know if that is taking things too far using um, light speed as a weapon. It's like, oh, I don't know, does that fit? And I've not actually looked into it, so I don't know if you can comment on that, but it felt a bit like that might be ruining, you know, because why don't they use that more often, possibly? I, th- I think it's because it is a mutually destructive thing. Well, potentially, yeah, but, then, but, wouldn't, but wouldn't you set up like remote ship or something? It just it seemed just a little bit. The thing with the star, a lot of people have argued that why did Laura Dern have to stay on board? That when must it's be Holdo. Yeah, okay. Yeah, all right. But then they can't kill. Mm, okay. But either way, they will be killing themselves or whoever is staying behind. So it's a catch twenty two situation for a mm. droid. So, so, but she didn't originally have that plan though, because she was just gonna die in the ship while they all escaped. She was just gonna let it be the pursuit thing. Yeah, and it has to be said. Obviously, the majority of Empire Strikes Back is the the Empire pursuing the Millennium Falcon, Mm. and so similarly, this does have a chase in the middle of it, but it is a fucking low speed chase. Yeah, do you know what I mean? It's like, but but that's almost that's again, you know. They're just try. They are trying things in this that are different, aren't they? Oh, definitely. And it's yeah. like that could be really boring, but it, I think it, it works. But it, I think only by dint of the fact that the other bit of it is literally the bullshit that they send poor Finn off to do. Yeah. yeah. So you're but like, oh, thank God, we're we're back at the low speeds <laughs> car chase. 
it, it feels like in Father Ted where they recreate, they do, there's a Father Ted episode called Speed 3. And yeah. it's basically the plot of speed on a milk float. And he cannot go <laughs> less I've, I've than three miles this. an hour. <laughs> It's brilliant. It does, but it does have that similar sort of thing. Mm. And that, actually, that's one thing that we've got to mention is that obviously, fuck me, there was a cheer in the audience when we all noticed Aid that first time around. Yeah. Oh, oh, hey, <laughs> excuse me one moment, sir. Uh, <laughs> we've got a creeping barrage. Now, I suspect um, <laughs> that that is Mark Hamill's doing because Mark Hamill is obsessed with Rick and Aid. Mm. He, um, he's posted about Bottom and the Young Ones and stuff like that loads of times. Mm. And he even, uh, Mark Hamill is in, uh, has a very small role as a cafe owner in one episode of Man Down. <laughs> and he said that he took the role purely because, and this was after Rick had died, like Rick Mail had died. But he took yeah. the role so that his name would appear on the same cast list mm. as Rick Mayo. I mean, you know, he wanted to play the part as well. Do you know what I mean? He wanted to do the series yeah. as well. But yeah, it was like he said, yeah, but then my name gets put, I've got my name next to Rick Mayo's. And it's similarly, yeah. I'm assuming that's why Aid is in this. Is, and and I again, he was jealous of Carrie Fisher, who's not dead Fred then. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I thought she was in that. We went to the pictures to see it. Yes. No, I forgot. I forgot, bloody hell, I forgot she's in that. But, I mean, I think, yeah, so... Uh, and actually, speaking of Carrie Fisher, we didn't mention last time Billy Lord. Uh, like, her, yeah. obviously, uh, her, her daughter. daughter. Yeah. Yeah. Who... Can I just say, though, and I, I like Laura Dern. I haven't got a problem with Laura Dern. I'm a bit confused as to why she's dressed like Mrs Slocum. Um, with her fucking that's just because of her pussy. Oh, right, of course, it would be, wouldn't it? Yes, <laughs> um, but um, would it? It's just a weird one where there's like this sort of thing where Laura Dern comes into it and you're like, Oh, so she's taken over now, okay, and there's no backstory to it or anything. I did see yeah. someone online. I did see someone online saying that Laura, the Laura Dern part should have been Admiral Ackbar, mm. which I kind of, I, I, I agree with mostly because it is so shit to kill off Admiral Ackbar off screen. Where it's like, oh yeah, we lost Admiral Ackbar. Uh, Princess Leia apparently can do Mary Poppins shit now. So. Right, right. so again, I was a bit half and half when I saw that. I, I liked the look of it and I liked the fact that we saw Leia using some false but I just wasn't sure if it was a little bit to take it but then it does sort of fit with the rest of the film so watching it again I don't know I, I think I yeah, just when you, liked when it. you see all the jumping about Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon Jinn were doing in The Phantom Menace I think that, that was quite tame yeah. really well yeah <laughs> mind, mind, mind you if, if there's one lesson to take from this from the Star Wars saga as a whole is Falling down very deep things doesn't really do you much harm. Nah. There's a, there's a lot of people who are apparently dead falling down things that aren't. So, yeah. <laughs> Including people who have been fucking bisected. So, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, but, do you know that amazing fact about Laura Dern? 
in this oh. film is the fact that every time she held the gun, she kept going pew, pew. And if you actually watch the film, there's a bit where she shoots this guy. You can actually see her mouth open up and start to make the pew sound as her arm comes up and hides her mouth. It's mm. actually in the film. <laughs> Isn't this, a, this seems to be a problem, though, doesn't it, for everyone? It's like when they said that everyone kept doing the fucking lightsaber noises. Yeah, you and McGregor, <laughs> weren't it? Like, yeah, because yeah, you, you sort of... I suppose it's just because you grew up doing it, so you your brain reverts that you sort of you know, sort of muscle memory. It's like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm fighting with the lightsabers. <laughs> I mean, I have to say, if there's one thing that the, because uh, they are the rebellion at, uh, again at this point, aren't they? Because it's First Order is in charge. So it's back to being a rebellion rather than the Republic. Yeah. Get faster bombers. Resistance, wasn't it? Resistance. Resistance. That, yeah. yeah, that's it. Resistance this time, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. But yeah, get get faster bomber ships. Yeah. Because they take fucking ages, and I know they're full of bombs, but I, I think lots it's of people, space travel. Lots of people complained about the whole Rose's sister business. Yeah. With that whole mm. bombing section, but I really liked it. I, I like, thought it was a really good change i thought it was really good yeah i enjoyed it i enjoyed it more this time than the first time and i don't exactly know why but just the whole style of it seemed to work really well i guess it was quite world war ii-esque yeah which one thing a lot of this has been well that's the thing that certainly i think they've brought the wars back Mm. in the sense of star wars because the the prequels don't have it so much. Weirdly enough, they decide mm. to palm that off in between the films. Yeah, so, hide it in like, cartoon land. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so <laughs> it's like, oh, well, right, so we've got a clone army. Oh, does that mean we're going to see the Clone Wars? No. Nope. We're still not going to show you the Clone Wars. But, yeah, they've definitely brought back much more, because, I mean, it's like the bit at the end where they're all, like, tooling up in the trench and everything else like that. That mm. is just pure... Yeah. Mm. And Actually, this is something... This is something, and again, I'm jumping around like a fucking loony, oh, so no. I apologize. <laughs> um, but um, in terms of like sort of cinematic language and things like that, I read that this is the first Star Wars film that hasn't a moment of inner monologue. So when Ray goes into the darkness, incidentally, the dark side of the force represented by a hairy hole that gushes. <laughs> Make is that, that is what that, you will. Is that symbolic? <laughs> I, I, th- I think it's symbolic, personally. But um, yeah, right in a womp so, so, but she, so yeah, so she's doing a voiceover. Like mm. Ray has a voiceover of her description of what happens to her. But then, weirdly enough, apparently, the Force Awakens is the first one to have a flashback sequence. Yeah, and it's like. Yeah, I never thought about it before, but all of the there's there is straight narrative. They don't have anything like a flashback, which is odd considering it's a reasonably sort of traditional or standard bit of yeah. filmmaking or something the only, like that. The only thing I can but, think of that's similar is Luke versus Vader dream sequence under the tree in Empire. Mm, that's yeah. about the only sort of completely... something that obscures a sort of bit more abstract. Yeah. Sort of, yeah. Mm. Because I mean, that, is, that's the thing. That's clearly what Ray's journey around the Hall of Mirrors is. Yeah. Yeah. 
So this is also the first film without Kenny Baker. Mm. Oh yeah, wasn't he? Because uh, obviously they didn't have him in R two, did they? But they would credit him as Wrangler or something like that, wasn't it? Well, no, he was dead. That's why he ain't in this one. Oh no, I know that's why he's not in this one. But I, <laughs> what I mean is, it's like in the previous films that they'd done, he wasn't much like Peter Mayhew wasn't. They, you know, was not always Chewbacca. Yeah. Mm. And I think, yeah, I yeah. think it's the same sort of thing because I'm sure he got listed as The person who played R2-D2 from now on in is Jimmy V, Banner Cafaletta. Yes. Yes, it is. Hmm. Yeah, or the mocks of Balhoo. Mm. <laughs> and also, um, weird one with this as well is because talking about, again, they've just got it right of a series of great fucking British TV people playing the empire um the parents from the witch are in this so kate dickie's oh, yeah. right at the start like the mum she's she's like one of the navigators on hux's star destroyer uh. and it's really blinking you'll miss it but ralph innocent the dad is in um when benicio del toro gets them into the uh, chamber where the tracking devices, and then like loads of stormtroopers pile around and Phasma turns up. Yeah, he's there as like the lead Imperial officer, but doesn't get a fucking word. And it's like, but he's got an amazing voice. Why did you do that? Yeah. But um, but why both of them then? Particularly, like, why are they? They were probably oh, they, well. Maybe they both just come off the witch, so it was like. You know, neither of them were working, so both of them got, got both of them got parts. And yeah, I think there's a certain level of it's like Gareth Edwards Star Wars, wouldn't it? Yeah, well, yeah. It's like Gareth Edwards, the director of Rogue One. He's in the trenches on the planet Cryat or Cryat. You know, the red salty planet. Mm. He's actually oh, one yeah. of the people in the in the trenches. Mm. Now, now you know me, Wes. I like I like yeah. salt. I do like a bit of salt and do, yeah. on my dinner, dinner etc. And um, yeah, I was quite intrigued. I'd like to live on that planet. And then Claire said it would have ended up like at the end of Duck Dodgers, where he's just on like a tiny core of a planet <laughs> within about a week, where I just sort of gently damn have a little bit. <laughs> yeah. It'd be fine. It'd be fine. It'd be fine. Yeah. No, no one noticed. <laughs> I also, I don't know what happened with this as well, is I went on a fucking mental kick as well of just spotting people who weren't there. <laughs> because like I said, you've got like Kate Dickey turns up, um, Michaela Cole's got like one line in it, and she has literally just won a BAFTA. So it's, uh, you know, that's, that's exclusive as of time of recording, but it'll be old news by the time this actually is on. Um, but um, yeah, there's... But for some reason, I was just like, "That's that's Nick Moran, isn't it?" And that's <laughs> hang on, that's that's uh, Captain Friendzone from Game of Thrones, and none of them were. At one point, I'll tell, li- tell you what I love is the fact that Tom Hardy, Gary Barlow, and uh, the two princes are in the film, but they never made the final cut. They were all chopped out, mm. and I loved that in this film. Yeah. Fuck. I did spot Tom Hardy. No, you didn't. Oh, I saw it. I saw someone in the background who looked like it Tom Hardy. Out. 
They're all playing stormtroopers, oh. so you wouldn't have recognised them. Oh. Anyway. <laughs> I, I thought they should have. I thought that's what they should have done, though. Is I thought they should have progressively gone through the still living bombs. <laughs> so you could have had like Pierce Brosnan as a stormtrooper in this one, and then um, and, and then Timothy Dalton in Rise of Skywalker. Just it's just a thing. Why not? Come on. Another you know, up and coming star that's in it is um, Carrie Fisher's dog. Yeah. She's in the she's in the casino. He's <laughs> Gary in the casino. That's yeah, brilliant. Gary's in the casino. Oh, that's brilliant. I love Gary. Gary Fisher. I mean, that is just beautiful yeah. in, in, in and of itself. <laughs> but, um, but yes, it's so. Yeah, so we, I mean, like I say, we're jumping around, but we do that every time. Yeah. Now, yeah. again, back to that thing of people not people either not thinking they're worthy of something or being far too worthy of something mm. uh, or uh, believing far too much in themselves. Is not Poe Dameron kind of responsible for the near destruction of the resistance? He's totally responsible. He, and especially because he then is like, right, he deserves I'm that slap. Mm. Yeah, he deserves the slap, the demotion. Yeah. That that is that is fantastic when she just puts him down with that. It's like, sorry, Cap is Captain, isn't it? Yeah, because mm. I believe her last uh, last executive order was to yeah. have you demoted, and it's just yeah, and that's what you fucking deserve, you prick. Because it's like, oh, we got to, to destroy a dreadnought. Yeah, and pretty much killed everyone, mm. and now we're limping our big space whale through, you know, chains to a star destroyer, and it's yeah, it's not very fast. Now, if, they, if that was a level in the Lego game, you would lose many studs for doing that. Oh, fuck me. They'd be spilling out all over the place. You'd be back to zero. Yeah. You'll yeah. never get a chance to buy that thing, which means that you can play all the characters from the previous trilogy in there as well. Yeah. And then no you true just Jedi for you. Yeah, just run around Moss Eisley as fucking General Grievous and give them what for. It's fucking marvellous. Yeah. So- <laughs> I guess I, like, I think that's, that is good. I, I like... Star Wars bringing in uh, these sort of philosophical views of what is it to be a hero? You know, we all mm. sort of scream yeah. and shout how great heroes are, but sometimes that's really not what you want. You know, a man think, giving it large oh, yeah. and really messing it up for everyone, possibly. See, you know, I, I wonder if that, that is something that was what was causing a problem amongst Star Wars fans, is that yeah. it was like, stop taking away the black and white of this. Yeah. Because it's like, yeah, I mean, you know, without ha- without exaggeration, Poe is obviously like a brave and heroic pilot. Mm. But he wrong calls it through most of the fucking film. Yeah. Because he's so fucking confident that he's right. Mm. And How- he literally, near- I mean, he basically turns the resistance into enough people that they can escape in the fucking Millennium Falcon at the end. Mm-hmm. You know, from like a transporter with twenty odds, like yeah. others sort of escape coaches on it, or whatever you want to call them. And yeah, at the end of it, they can all quite happily sit around that chessboard on the Millennium Falcon. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, you've you, this was a stupid fucking day for you, Poe. <sighs> you know, and actually, layers line, get your head out of your cockpit. <laughs> yeah, is <laughs> just yeah. That's, that's I mean, when, a chef's kiss, <laughs> when, I, I, when I went to the pictures and I saw this, I absolutely loved it, right? 
it had little bits and pieces, but then so does every film you've ever seen. But when I was trying to work out why people dislike it, mm. the only thing, in my opinion, I could come up with is this feels like a British war film as opposed to a kind of American Pearl Harbor type movie. And that's probably yes. like what you were saying about the hero thing. We have tons of anti-heroes in mm. our films and literature and stuff like that. Whereas in America, in like American cinema, uh, cinema, it is more more clean cut, as Adam said, more black and white. This is the hero. This is the villain. Mm. Whereas Poe Dameron completely blows that out of the water because he's utterly responsible for the downfall of all of that. Yeah. The death of Admiral Akbar is on his hands. <laughs> yeah, he's got he's got fish guts on his hands. Yeah, yeah, that stinks. He's he's co- co- covered in ca- covered in steamed calamari. Is calamari ring all over his oh. face. No. <laughs> <laughs> the... to, to redeem him a little bit, though, it does give us the storyline with the uh, the code breaker. What did you say his name was? DJ. Oh, DJ. DJ. Oh, yeah. Stands, it stands for don't join. Mm, apparently. Okay. Right. Um, but and he was an interesting character, and the twists they applied to him, where you don't know which side he's on, and it turns out he's not on any side. He just, you know, and then obviously pointing out that it is a machine. You know, they're all buying weapons. Yeah, yeah. I, again, I think that's something that this is a film that's trying to in places heavy-handedly, and in other places really mm. well trying to look at it as as a whole and saying, you know, it's like, oh, well, you stole that poor person's ship. And it's like, yeah, the person who sells TIE Fighters but also mm. sells you X-Wings. Yeah. You know, and whatever way you look at it. And it's, I mean, it is a very, again, I think maybe that is what affects people or sort of caused a, a problem because it's like, I, no, I don't like this. I don't like this being questioned. Yeah. And that's probably what a lot of people had with the problem with Luke is that Luke has literally rejected being a Jedi. Mm. And for most people, if like Star Wars fans or whatever like that, you know, it's like the Jedi's idea are quite Jedi, important, really. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, and for him to dismiss it, mm. yeah. you know, and it sort yeah. of feels, but people complained about Luke, but Luke only did what everybody else did. Obi-Wan Kenobi failed mm. his apprentice and went into hiding and until this new series comes out. And as far as we know, he did nothing. Yoda yeah. failed the everything, but it failed to kill Palpatine. So he yeah. went in hiding in Dagobah. It's mm. just a long line of Jedi running away as Jedi failure. Yeah. Yeah. And it's and well, as Yoda said, uh, as Yoda says, it's about learning from that yeah. failure. Yeah, which is, that and, that is another great, you know, like for you know children, young adults, teenagers watching this, like there is a lot to take away from this um, that you can apply to life. You know, hmm. like, obviously the good versus bad originally was well, uh, well shown in the original Star Wars, and and yeah, ideas like this that failure is something to be learned from. You know, that's a, a great life lesson. I also found. Sorry. No, I was going with. With the original trilogy, it was based in the mechanisms of real warfare Mm. for us humans. So it was based on you know the 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 reality of how the system works. Then you've got the um, 
the trilogy we grew up with, which is pure fantasy, just just good versus evil. And then with this film, we're now back to the this is how it really is, almost like an allegory of mm. modern warfare and how the whole system works. And I think it's could that possibly be why people were slightly put off with how well we know that you know trade negotiations and all that sort of stuff is boring as well as blockades, but mm. Perhaps it's the reality of bringing it. I mean, I mean, it's something we live as Doctor Who fans. We live with that with every single story, is yes. based in reality and based in the in the mechanics of a real world. Mm. But maybe that's why people didn't like this because it was too realistic. Not fancy enough. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, sort of drawing it, but drawing it into a much more natural way. But I mean, this this came out in 2017. Mm. And the, the title I gave that year was Bombs, Brexit and That Cunt Trump. <laughs> um, but, but most of it, most of this, most of this, that, that time is still, is very much concerned. Well, most of the events that are sort of like I've written down, most of them are terrorist attacks. Mm. Yeah. Um, I think you, you know, should, you should read them out. Well, so... So the year starts off. So you've got um, Theresa May as the UK Prime Minister, and uh, Trump uh, takes over from Obama in January. Mm. Um, it's up to you, but I've got literally half a page of Trump's fuck ups for that year. Oh, we we got to hear that. Surely. Okay, so Trump's yeah. year Trump's year includes signing off on two controversial oil pipelines, freezing all new research grants and contracts to the Environmental Protection Agency and temporarily banning its employees from speaking to the press and posting on social media, uh, signing off on building his fucking wall, uh, banning the entry of Syrian refugees, as well as anyone from Iran, Iraq, Syria, Libya, Somalia, Sudan, and Yemen, mm. and then sacks the Attorney General when she instructs the Justice Department not to action them, <laughs> uh, begins the scaling back of something called the Dodd-Frank Wall Street Reform and Consumer Protection Act, which had been put in place after the um, 2007 crash uh, to basically protect normal people and not businesses mm. uh, hires a wanted member of a Hungarian Nazi affiliated group as an advisor signs the energy independence executive order which rolls back all of uh, Obama's uh, cl climate change policies mm. and boosts coal and fossil fuel production sacks yeah. the head of the FBI for not arresting Hillary Clinton, also disrupting the FBI investigations into his own ties. His own, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Into his own, his campaign's own ties with Russia. Uh, visits Saudi Arabia and signs the biggest arms deal in US history. <laughs> that certainly comes into this. Um, withdraws the US from the G7 Paris Climate Accord. Mm. Sacks most of his White House advisory staff, including the communications director, whose replacement he then sacks 10 days later. He bans transgender people from joining the military, signs off on police departments using military-grade equipment. That, you know, obviously comes to a bit of fruition as it goes on. Uh, decries NFL players for taking the knee at protests of, at police brutality. Uh, announces the carbon dioxide is not the primary contributor to global warming. Reverses a ban on elephant trophies. I mean, this is like... It it's like you've almost gone through the list of how can be a cunt. It's, it's funny, uh, like you read some of those, you read it, and you're like, and that's not actually the worst one, and that's no. also not the worst one, and that's no, still no. not the worst one. 
retweets videos by Britain first, bans the uh, CDC, which is the American Center for Disease Control and Prevention, from using the words... We, we don't need them. Don't worry about no. them. Well, oh, no, he doesn't ban them. <laughs> he, he doesn't ban them. This is even better. From, he bans them from using the words vulnerable, entitlement, mm -hmm. diversity, transgender, fetus, evidence-based, and science-based in any official documents being prepared for next year's budget and drops climate change from the list of national security threats. Meanwhile, Theresa, Ray, Theresa May spends most of 2017 just trying to get Brexit sort of going, despite the fact no one seems to know how to do that. All we, know, all we know at this point is that we've really insulted everyone in Europe. But other than that, we don't know how to, how to come out of it. So well, it's, it's all going so well now. It's so, so, I mean, this is the thing. I mean, it's, you know, so the, the, in, the year sort of kicks off in February. You've got uh, Kim, Kim Jong-nam, the half-brother of North Korean mm. leader Kim Jong-un, is murdered at Kuala Lumpur International Airport by two women spraying him with a nerve agent under the illusion they are participating in a TV prank show. Mm. You know, which... That sounds like a complete the, accident to me. Yeah, happens to me all who the could, time. You know, yeah. Who could have seen so, that? March, a car ploughs into pedestrians, killing five and injuring at least 40 others in an apparent terrorist attack. Mm. The driver abandons his vehicle, escapes into the Palace of Westminster and stabs a policeman to death before being shot dead by armed police. And then in May, uh, on the 22nd of May, you've got Ariana Grande's concert at the Manchester Arena, mm. which was the target of the suicide bomber. 23 people are killed, 800 injured. Um, then in June, three terrorist, terrorist driver van into pedestrians walking across London Bridge, killing three and injuring many. Uh, they then drive to Borough Market where they attack shoppers with knives, killing five more people and are shot dead by armed police. On the same day... Manchester police arrest Indonesian student Renard Sinaga on a rape charge. Subsequent investigations re reveal him to be the most prolific rapist in British legal history, having drugged and raped approximately 200 men. Um, then the, they, they then call a, a general election, which ends with uh, no one gets a big enough majority, so we end up with a hung parliament and the Conservatives uh, go in with uh, the the uh, Northern Irish DUP, mm. uh, not a not a bunch known for their liberal let it all hang out vibes. Didn't um, cost much either, I you, seem to remember. But UKIP do lose their one seat, mm. which is nice. Um, and then on on June fourteenth, you've got the Grenfell Tower fire, and obviously that's like mm. seventy two people lose their lives in a sixty hour long inferno as unfit for purpose flammable cladding on the building exterior exacerbate the spread of the fire. Um, then on the 19th, a white male terrorist declaring he wants to kill all Muslims, drives his van into a crowd outside the Finsbury Park Mosque, uh, killing one uh, man and injuring 10 others. Mm -hmm. on the, on, in September, a homemade bomb goes off at Parsons Green Tube Station. Um, no one's killed, fortunately. 29 people are injured, most of them escaping. Um, and then, uh, I mean, this one, well, in October, following a spate of acid attacks, the government bans the sale of acids to under-18s. Well, f fucking duh. I mean, it was... I've, you know, I, I know the, day, the days are long gone when I could send Ted down the shops for a <laughs> tub of hydrochloric acid, 
interesting thing is, is that they banned the selling of eggs and flour yeah. at the end of term quicker than they banned the selling of acid. Yeah. Despite, I mean, it's, it beggars belief. And then to, to bring off the end of the year, the British Medical Journal reports that Tory austerity cuts for the NHS and social care since 2010 have been responsible for uh, 120,000 excess deaths. This follows reports from the British Red, Co Red Cross calling the current state of the NHS to be a humanitarian crisis. The Royal College of Nursing describes conditions as the worst they've ever experienced and, and 50 leading doctors sent a petition to the Prime Minister that lives are being put at risk by the strain on the NHS. But luckily, obviously, we won't have to put that to the test at any point after 2017. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah, we'll but, yeah. but there was no magic money tree debris, until things can only get better. Yeah. And until but, we need a magic money tree, and all of a sudden it appears. Yeah, but I think this is the. I think this is also where you've got this film comes from a world that really needs <laughs> answers that you can't give. Mm. Yeah, because it's like, well, why are you having so many? Why are there so many terrorism attacks? And it's either real or perceived elements well, of oppression. And well, we've and, you certainly know. got a lot of heroes who would like to answer that in a simple way. Exactly, and mm. I think this is the. I think this is the point. This is. This feels like a sort of. It's a bit. In in a weird way, it's a bit of a grown-up Star Wars film mm. to highlight how the fact that no one's really it's acting like grown-up. Yeah. You know, the the nearest you get to a grown up in this is Leia. Yeah, yeah, and, I was going to say. You know, you know, Leia is genuinely, you know, taking responsibility. Luke, possibly has... BB-8, maybe. Oh yeah, BB-8. So is it? And actually, R two. When R two, yeah, yeah, up, R2, yeah, 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 yeah. That's great. I mean, there we go. I mean, we're back to it. That is magical when yeah. you just see Luke looking around the Millennium Falcon. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But, but also really the sad. That, yeah. But also the fact that R2 can comes to life and basically calls him out on his bullshit. Yeah, just yeah, by playing the projection <laughs> yeah. done. And, it, <laughs> and it's only and it's only when R2 does that that mm. he's finally right. You get three mm. lessons <laughs> up early. Don't fuck about. Yeah. You know. Also, and the other thing I wanted to say was how warm do you think that blue milk stuff or green milk stuff he takes out of that tit's going to be? It's, well, it's interesting, that, it's interesting that in my notes I've put, uh, where is it? Uh, a, lot of, uh, a lot of imposter syndrome. Lots of you're just a child. And then right next to it in big capital letters, tit milk. So... <laughs> Because so it might yeah. be quite cool because they live by some water, so it's going to be a cooler environment. But then, uh, would they be extra warm inside to combat the cold? Quite possible. Well, I, I like the way it looks at Ray in a sort of, come on, love, <laughs> there's plenty of room. I've got enough for everyone. <laughs> you don't need yeah. a cop just hook her up. And we're gonna we're gonna have to come to it. Kylo Ren's tits. Mm. And the only yeah. reason I'm linking that is because there was that lovely cartoon that someone did of Luke milking Kylo Ren's massive breath and drinking the blue <laughs> yeah. milk from him. Is it, is it uh, possible that that had a bit of an impact on you not watching the film? <laughs> <laughs> no, but again, it's one of those ones where everyone's like, oh, what's he doing? He's just going around, he's like sucking on Brontosaurus tits and everything. And why is, why is he doing that? And it's like, 
because he's Yoda now. It's, you know, yes. it's... And actually, the pools, you know, kind of annoying, but they don't make too much of a bone about much. Yeah. They're used to they're used to much more comic effect, whether it's the fact that Chewie can't eat the one that he's cooked. Mm, yeah. Even, yeah. even though he still killed it and cooked mm. it. But yeah. he just can't but also when they're on the when they're on uh, in the Millennium Falcon and they're sort of cheering along, but also he just whacks one to get it out of the way so that he can use the controls. Yeah, fuck um, off. Yeah. So the porks I have uh, also because of the League of Gentlemen, uh, League of uh, yeah, League of Gentlemen. Um, I think it's the Panto, their live one, where it's what Denise the Agony Aunt comes up with as an alternative term for uh, little people, where it's um, person of restricted growth, mm. a porg. You're a porg, and that's all it is in my head. Yeah. But I really like the frog nuns. And again, yeah. lots of people were like, what's the... Oh, is this all fun? That bit where she knocks the top of the bloody <laughs> rock off and it just smashes past and the one is still holding the handles of... The, the, fuck you, that's funny. Yeah. That really, really makes me laugh. And See, when I first found out that those creatures were called porgs, I obviously I didn't see the spelling of it. So I thought it was going to be like, you know, you know, fat-ass white girl, which is Paul. And I couldn't... What? Why? Why are they calling it that? I couldn't get my head around it. But no, it's all in the spelling, isn't it? Mm. Yes. That's why the... Um, that's why so much went on on the planet MILF in uh, yeah. the previous episodes. The Now, intrinsically, this is something that winds me up. There is no point... It, structurally and you could have made a fucking much quicker film is there is no point to Finn's Finn and Rose's expedition because it literally goes nowhere they don't resolve anything by having that take place it's literally action for action's sake I don't have a problem with that per se because I always see it as a criticism levelled against like narratives and things like that. And it's like, yeah, but if you want something a bit realistic, not everything fucking pays off. Yeah. Wait, but, is it, but isn't that, um, isn't it to show Poe making the mistake though? Again, yeah. I wonder, and it's because I think they, because obviously they retain, I mean, with, I think Rose does a really good job of calling Finn out that it's like, because he's like, oh, oh, so you're you're a deserter, so you're a coward. And he's like, no, I'm doing this because I want my friend to be safe and everything. Oh, right, but you're still doing it for social, uh, for selfish reasons. And it's yeah. like, yeah, mm-hmm. that's actually. Weird. But I do wonder because obviously they they sort of Poe, and he has a much larger role in this than he does really in the Force Awakens. Mm. And that was, you know, when they were doing the Force Awakens, they obviously people they basically decided to bring the character, like, let let him live. Yeah, he meant, yeah. He was originally meant to be. He dies yeah. in the TIE fighter crash. And I wonder... And I don't know, because, again, you know, is that why Finn gets a bit of short shrift? Is really... Is 
are Poe and Finn kind of fulfilling a same role in this? In the... I got that impression as well because, mm. uh, as you say, he he wasn't supposed to be in it, and I, and I think he could so easily. I mean, I prefer the character of Finn. He could so easily have stepped mm. into those shoes because he's he's trained as a stormtrooper. He knows the fundamentals of sh of shooting and flying, but then mm. he also because uh, it's hinted at in this film, he's also and the previous one, he's also connected with the Force. Mm. So any any you know blips in his knowledge, he could have just reached out like Luke done, and that well, could have bridged it. Well, also I think the thing is, is it would be oddly enough, not necessarily in character, but I think if Finn was cranked up to like Poe Dameron's position within the Resistance. I think him leading something foolhardy and, and it fucking up feels yeah. more so than Poe Dameron, who's meant to be a much more experienced. He comes of from a family of people in that role. He should have known mm. not to have gone after that big target when there was lives in danger. Yeah. And I, I so I do wonder if that's where, because I know, I know that, uh, as things went on, I know John Boyega was quite disappointed that Finn doesn't really have much to do. It, you know, he's he's not... Basically, he's only a major character in um, Force, Force Awakens. Awakens. Yeah. yeah. But again, that, that was sort of leading us. That they have tried to lead mm. us down so far because I suppose that's it. Everyone's trying to guess what's going to happen. And so an idea is let's create lots of potential... Answers, because I, th I think that he, because um, I, I think also I think he felt a bit let down because he hadn't they hadn't made him aware mm. how they were going to be using the marketing and things like that. Where it's like, right, so um, yeah, we're going to set this up that Finn's the hero, but really Ray's the hero, mm. um, and um, so yeah, I think so. I think. Yeah, I don't think he was quite prepared for that sort of drop off. And like I say, I do wonder if it was like stuff that was meant to be Finn's role in this because it would make more sense than him trying to take over the ship or something yeah. like that. It would make so much more sense if it was like, right, him and Rose work out that they can do that and then fuck off and do their own thing because hmm. it's weird that Poe doesn't. Yeah. Know what I mean, because you think, oh, would he not want to piss off and do the job himself? Because I mean, that that I do really like was the sort of, oh, did you get the master codebreaker? We got a codebreaker, <laughs> you know, and sort of bits like that. I think, and and actually, it's a shame. It's a shame that that character then sort of turns on them, but it is within. It's literally. I mean, it is basically. Ladies and gentlemen, also starring Benicio del Toro as Tom Waits, um, but it is basically <laughs> like he fucking has to turn this. Um, you know, he turns on a fucking sixpence because it's like, right, how do I get out of this mm. and fuck everyone else? Which is it's entirely in keeping because they never show you anything to suggest otherwise with the character. Mm. But yeah. and and actually, I weirdly. 
I like the I like them breaking onto the ship. I really really liked because yeah. uh, weird because the whole casino planet really gets on my tits and it's just sort of I like the message because it's basically aren't rich people usually arseholes who've mm. got that money yeah. by fucking other people over mm. and you know and actually I like the overall thing which you know had, I admit I was my main le- my main focus from this film was that I was just I immediately watched uh, uh, The Rise of Skywalker afterwards because I just wanted to watch it mm. I just wanted to see how it was and um, yeah there's a, a lot of um, what's the what's the word? I've lost me lost me train there, dear. Um, there's <laughs> so uh, yeah. Was, you weren't you right. weren't as keen on the the casino planet. Yeah, it, like it wasn't. Planet. There was something yeah. a bit less interesting. Mm. I mean, I, I kind of liked the jailbreak. I suppose I didn't quite understand why he was in the jail and then could just walk out. But yeah, maybe it doesn't really matter. Why he hadn't done that already? Yeah, yeah. like what was he waiting for? So then I wondered if he was actually a plant. But then I, that, how could that have happened? Mm. So it, yeah, it seems a little bit odd. I th- well, because I think I think also it's just it's sort of like a needless. It also if if we condense if we gave Finn more of Poe's role. Yeah. It feels weirdly sort of like, you know, because it keeps Finn... It keeps Finn um, as quite a shallow character. That he's just like really impressed. It's like, you're on a mission, mate, you know. And it it doesn't feel quite in keeping with someone who's doing something, especially because they've already sort of... up the sort of self-preservation elements of his character. So well, but they did kind of start him like that, that essentially mm. he was just a trained as a stormtrooper who couldn't yeah. really make it as a stormtrooper and then just wanted to run away from everything. So, exactly. I, yeah. but, I, but I think that he... Um, yeah, it, it's just a sort of weird one. That whole excursion seems a bit sort of just... It really does feel like filler, mm. which and and the whole like cat horse race, mm. <laughs> uh, you know that was it. Although again, going back to something that I really liked about this, and I and I now know for a fact that it's something that is reversed as as the um, narrative progresses into the next film, is I do like the fact that it's meant to be that Ray has come from nothing. Mm. And like the, the what's the what's the thing that Kylo Ren says to her is oh you don't have any part in this story yeah you know because it's like well you're not part you're not yeah. part of this great dynasty yeah you know you shouldn't be you shouldn't be here at all and I I like the fact that there's this element of um, democratizing the false a bit. Mm. So you've already had stuff like I mean, obviously you become aware that Leia has had some Jedi training from Luke, mm. but the fact you know that you sort of see her actually using those powers, and even to the point where she's clearly reaching out to 
Kylo Ren. Kylo, yeah. Yeah, I liked, yeah. I really liked that the scene where he mm. was debating whether to kill her or not. Yeah. Didn't. I mean, that I was and, and, the first time I yeah. saw that, I, that was pretty tense. I, I guess it would have been few, but yeah. And and then, of course, the TIE fighters do. But yeah, yeah so but, I, thought they, I thought they did well with that. Yeah. And I, yeah. I, I think, give, it, give him his fucking due. Adam Driver's fucking brilliant in this. Mm, I mean, yeah. every, everyone, everyone's great, but like, yeah. Adam Driver's really good in this, in that you, he's literally having to represent the film mm. because it is this thing of, as it turns out, what he's battling with is his not his urge to do to do more good or do less evil, but to his the Titanic struggle to not just fuck it. I'll just take this all over. Mm. You know, when it's like no, I would just subsist into this and just be yeah. What I, um, what I sort of noticed watch it was the connections between all of them so it's like kylo connected with leia snoke and mm. ray and then ray her relationship with luke but also kylo and then snoke was you know tricking kylo and ray and it's like who's doing what and who how are they connected to the other pe- people and it just seemed like yeah watching it for the second time it just felt like yeah, there's quite a lot of different connections and relationships going on and how are they going to play out it did seem more complex than i'd sort of noticed the first time around yeah and uh, this and this is the point is i think that this is a good you know it, it falls down in certain areas but i think the places where it sort of really innovates or tries to divert from what you know people well, from people's expectations, but also just from the point of view of making an interesting, mm. exciting plot. You know, it's we and like I say, you've got sort of some real. I, th- I think that's the trouble is you do have that slightly dead area of that, the casino thing. Sort of the only payoff that, and I like the payoff at the end where it's just the little boy mm. um, moves the broom with because it's not made such a thing of. Mm. Yeah, because I think actually, actually, I think possibly when, I think possibly when I saw this at the cinema, I'm sure I saw this with Claire, and asked her, "That broom did move at the end, didn't it?" Because it was that. I did the same with Sam. Because it's really, really subtly done, but also just perfect. Because it's the boy doesn't do it in any. So it's like, you know, it could be this whole thing where Ray could be the. Uh, savior of the false and the way of the Jedi and everything by sh- and not have to be you know Qui-Gon's niece or fucking Obi-Wan's yeah. sister or something like that you know it doesn't have to all include and it could be that it's like they it's almost like that thing they said about um um Usain Bolt is the fastest person we know we know of on the planet and it's like, you know, there might be someone who, in, in the entire history of mankind, mm. there might be someone who lived, you know, had... They were faster, but we never heard of them. Yeah, we never heard yeah. about them. Yeah. They, or they never lived long enough, or they didn't mm. live at a time of recorded history or something yeah. like that, you know. And it's just, yeah, it could, or it could just be that that guy never went... In, they just know, never got an opportunity, because... Yeah, they yeah. never had that mm. opportunity, so they go off and do something else. And it's like yeah. you never know. You could have mm. like the the next the next Anakin Skywalker could be cleaning up 
cat horse shit. Yeah. So yeah, you know, it also reminds me of, of like music where you've got like say uh, African bands mm. and they are just as good as Western ones, but just because skill, the but... universe is yeah, yeah, they don't yeah they're not going to get marketed. You never get to find out. So, yeah, yeah. Mm. absolutely. Well, yeah. listen, no Pete Gabriel. Mm. <laughs> That's very true. Yeah, and and at that point, you want to, um, you do want to sort of uh, just query, uh, query it in terms of uh, appropriation. How much did you actually pay them, Pete? How how much do you think this big writing credit? You know, we're not sure. So. I mean, and, and something else that I think came out of this, because um, why is it, again, Maz Kitano's uh, uh, cameo looks about eight times more exciting than the film that we're watching. <laughs> and I'm like, I want to see what's going on with her union dispute. Yeah. You know, where she's got a jetpack. And, sort of mm. and it's like, and, and there we go. How can you have an exciting rip-roaring chase through the galaxy and halfway through it someone can fuck off to a casino to pick someone up to come back to the fucking right like to come back to the chase to get on the you know it's like oh, how fucking long are you taking to do this please and yeah i just yeah <laughs> sorry uh, i haven't literally, I, haven't literally I just put it down as boring bollocky bollocks <laughs> I haven't checked it, but apparently this is. Uh, some people were upset because this film doesn't feature the line "I've got a bad feeling about this." Oh, and I haven't checked it. It's not in there, but mm. but apparently, according to the director, the line is said, but it's said by BBA. <laughs> so I said I had to check the validity of it not being in the film, but I forgot to while I was watching it. Mm. <laughs> I mean, that, that always a good sign is if you didn't have that, um, you didn't have that uh, that sort of you, you got lost in the narrative rather than yeah. got lost by the narrative. Sucked in. I've, got, I've um, got a couple more. Um, so yeah. the the fight with Kylo Ray and Snoke, I, I did like that. So I, I still I remember watching it the first it time around. Incredible. Yeah, it really does. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I still had a bit of a. I wanted to know a bit more about Snoke, but I just I liked the fact that Kylo then killed him, and then yeah, as you said earlier, tried to get Ray on side. Um, I thought that played out well, um, and then and then the fight with Luke at the end. Um, you know, obviously you don't know Luke's a projection until he he gives it away. Yeah. Um, I, I thought that was an interesting. Uh, you I, know, addition. I love all the little little clues for that. How mm, he doesn't yeah. make footprints in the salt, yeah, and yeah, the, the wrong the lightsaber, mm. and oh yeah, the beard all of a sudden with mm. the Grecian five thousand. Yeah, he's, 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 that that <laughs> I love. I love the fact that even if it's sort of like a Jedi, no vanity nut would probably be what Yoda would say. Um, whereas Luke's just like, well, I'm going to... You know, yeah. I look like fucking Wurzel Gummidge. I'm going to fucking, you know, sort myself yeah. out. Quick quick bit of Grecian and a trim round of chops. Come on. You know. Another, I've seen another, another I've seen it for ages. <laughs> but but doing, doing that fact. took it out of him. Mm. But another interesting fact is that Mark Hamill is actually older 
than Alec Guinness was in the first film. Mm. Is he? That, yeah. That is surprising. Oh, Hard life, Alec Guinness. Now. Mind you, by the end of it, he looked like a fucking boiled bollock with ears on it. He did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like Mr. Rumbold. <laughs> yes. Yes. Back to the very most London connection again now. <laughs> and then I mean, what about the binary star ending for Luke? Mm. Did, did you like yeah. that? I did. Or, or was it too yeah. much? I just like. I, I really liked it because I, I just love the binary star from the original. And I, was I, like, yeah, I, was I mean, bring it, that back for the end. Yeah. It has to be. It has to be your. You know, Luke. Luke is. That's mm. the end of Luke. Mm. It was the symbol you know, of hope. Could, and yeah. That's what he gave them. Was yeah. hope. Yeah. Enough to escape and reform, so because that's what he did at the start. Yeah, because although they although they do have their this, it does have that moment, that sort of feeling of right. We want to ring some changes. We want to move things on. We want to mm, yeah. add new twists and turns and elements. So I mean, it's one of the few ones that has twists. I mean, obviously you've got mm. the fucking revelation at the end of Empire, but that is um, pretty much the only one. Yeah. Yeah, and but this actually does one, have sort of like a few sort of rug pulls. Yeah, and mm. stuff that you don't. Expect. And and like I say, I mean, I think cleverly, but the the clever thing is is that they that it's still very Star Wars. They haven't mm. suddenly gone. Oh, let's get I don't know fucking Eric Serra to do the soundtrack mm. and do it like entirely <laughs> on timpani with fucking the sounds of metal. <laughs> Stumbled into a keyboard or something like that. They've just let's make a film on Magna Doodle. Yeah, we just still have um, we have all the elements that feel Star Warsy, and and it actually has to be said. I think one of the the things that I mean, again, there's a few moments where at one point I was like, should they, knowing that obviously Carrie Fisher died after making this, I think it was before. Did she die before it was released? She died before it was released. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and had started pre-production on uh, episode nine. Mm. Um, and I was sort of querying it thinking, do you know, should they have killed her off knowing that they wouldn't have her around <clears throat> uh, necessarily to do, um, to be uh, available, well, to have enough footage of her to make her a substantial part of episode nine. Mm. And you know, uh, but as Claire said, it's it's still you know that you don't lose anything, but you gain a hell of a lot because you need Leia's connection to Kylo Ren that mm. retains yeah. all the way from this point. And yeah, is she, so she does need to be there. But equally, do you not think that maybe they could have let? either Finn or maybe even Poe redeem themselves by flying into the cannon. Um, that Rose, you know, that Rose, <laughs> yeah. obviously there's a bit where Rose stops and he's like, why the fuck did you do yeah. that? And, it, and especially because I then thought she died. Mm. And I was like, yeah. well, you might as well have fucking flown out the cannon, you silly. But anyway. But, yeah. It's sort I, of, again... I'm... I have to make an apology and a retraction. Oh. And that was when we was talking about, I think it was Rogue One. You mm -hmm. said the, 
the the um, the Akbar guy's name was Radish, and I said it was Radisson. Uh-huh. It isn't. You were correct. <laughs> it was Radus because that's also the name of the ship that they're in, and it is named after the general in Rogue One. So I apologise mm. for giving you incorrect information. Well, I apologise. It's radish. I was, was going to say, I apologise because I was clearly saying radish and making jokes about his penis. So, or, or hints towards thereof. But, but get a glimpse of General Radish's hammerhead, Eddie. Well, I was there, I was, I was there with General Hux. And, uh, Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, blimey, there, I've coughed myself up. And I like I like the thing that sort of, which I now know pays off a hell of a lot of the, when they're connected by the force that uh, Ray and Kylo Ren can transfer, like matter can be transferred mm. through that. Yeah. And I... I and, but but also I love the fact that the the whole thing goes from a complete misunderstanding. Goes sorry if you, if you heard the noise there that wasn't me breaking wind it was Claire covering up a sneeze. So <laughs> but there we go. Um, and that just really sounds like you're covering up a spark. <laughs> yeah, but you're you're my Fucking hell, if it had been one of my ones, none of us would have still had our wigs on. So. I have to cover up part because it'll follow through. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's, it's got to that time of night. <laughs> it has, yes. But uh, And another thing that I know, and again, this is this is exterior to this film. So again, I'm, I don't want it to taint my enjoyment of the film or anything else like that. But I know that um, uh, Kelly Marie Tran, who played Rose, Mm. basically just got bullied off of Twitter and social media by Star Wars fans. Like, just, oh, you're fucking shit, you're in that. She was really good. Yeah. Well, how is she any fucking different to anyone else Um, in this? But she just seemed to get, like, such a level of fucking hate. And okay, she's involved with one of the shittest sequences in it, but I'm still pleased she did it. I'm still pleased Benicio del Toro's yeah. in it. You yeah. know, it doesn't sort of doesn't sort of change that sort of element. And not even she didn't fucking write it. Did you know Benicio del Toro got the got the job of Darth Maul? Really? Yeah, but he when he he got offered it and he accepted it, but when he noticed that they'd cut the role right down, he said, "Nah, fuck it, I don't want to do that. I need a beefier role." Oh, don't blame him. Oh, so and then he gets this. Oh, fuck. Um, that that reminds me of what was it, Mrs. Mangle from uh, Neighbours? How people yeah. hated her as if like as if she's like that in real life, and you know she writes the script. It's, you yeah, know, it's just it is it is kind of crazy hating on an actor. I mean, we've you know we've seen with the Barlow business. Why do people have this lack of grasp of reality when it mm. comes to things like that? Well, you know? it was like the well, it was uh, there's um, the comedian, uh, what's his name, Toby Haydock, who always says about um, he, um, I don't know if it was him or a friend of his, but they played a vicar in Coronation Street, and yeah. 
he said that they regularly get letters from people asking if they will, like, will you do our wedding? <laughs> and you're like, ridiculous. I'm, I'm, I played a fucking vicar, but he and he's using it in the context of, you know, when people are like, oh, well, it's all just made up and unbelievable, isn't it? You, you know, I need something down to earth like Corey, and it's like. Yeah, but Corey's still clearly escaping. Yeah. People are writing to me asking me to fucking yeah. officiate their wedding. So they've not worked out that maybe Deidre Rashid isn't in prison. That's the extent of my Coronation Street knowledge. So there you go. That's, that's a whole lot more than me. Yeah. Well, oh, I know loads, unfortunately. Well, and, and each one of us can all, honestly, hand on heart, say we've seen Ken Barlow's son's Willie. So. <laughs> But that was that's another time, another place. Um, I think, yeah. I, I mean, apart from apart from going on about Kylo Ren's knockers, which again, uh, you know, in SpongeBob, when uh, have, have you been watching a lot of SpongeBob? I've been watching chance? a lot of SpongeBob, but particularly the SpongeBob movie. Mm. And Absolutely. at the end of it, David 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 Hasselhoff turns up, <laughs> and. Um, he lumped this SpongeBob and Patrick into uh, down to Bikini Bottom uh, by squeezing them between his manly breasts, <laughs> and I'm definitely going to try and uh, get get footage of that and put it on because it is. I think that is the inspiration for Kylo Ren's um, mm-hmm. bits out scene. And actually, I really, I really like the bit where Ray just goes, "It's not." A robe you can put on or something. It's just mm-hmm. like, sort of, yeah. oh, yeah. oh, put them away, dear. Don't, no one needs to see that. Have you I mean, ever so- heard that, that theory about SpongeBob, about Bikini Bottom being oh, the same? The, the it's Bikini at all. Mm. Yeah. yeah, no, I've heard that, yeah. Which still is a thousand times better than nearly every other theory online where it's like, oh, have you heard the theory about Rainbow? Have you heard the theory about SpongeBob? You heard it? Uh, is it that they're all fucking dead? And this is hell. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Fuck me. Yeah, I'm mentioning David Hassan. Because people tell you that and you go, and I know that's not true because hell is listening to this right here. That is what's happening. <laughs> yeah, with a David Hasselhoff mention, I'm going to have to use it as a prod to get you to uh, go and watch Gardens of the Galaxy. Ah, okay. Does he, does he launch if, if that helps. Rocket Raccoon with his knockers and that? <laughs> Uh, uses his testicles. Oh, wonderful! <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, I think, and like I say, I ended up pulling an all-nighter last night. I watched mm. this, and I was still. I came out of this the same way I came out of the cinema of really wanting to see the next fucking film. Mm. I think it really, yeah. it sets it up well, and I think that there is. Far more, there are far more positives to this than there are negatives. Yeah, and yes, there are there are bits where it's like, I mean, it's it's too it's too long as a film, yeah. probably. See that it that that was put in me off a bit. I was like, film. oh yeah, that is that is long. Is the longest? Mm. It's the longest Star Wars film. Yeah, yeah. Now you see, if I was looking at that, I'd be going, you know, as an editor or director or whatever like that. You know, you sort of. Hmm. That's quite long for a Star Wars film. Is there a way we can shorten it? Cut out everything to do on the casino planet. Canto, yeah. For Benicio del Toro, we've paid him. Yeah. Done better. But yeah, it would have it would have just been a, a tad quicker. 
Mm-hmm. But but all in all, and actually something else as well. I've just got I've just noticed it. So yeah, you don't get your explanation of Snoke in this. Mm. Um, you do get a very snazzy dressing gown, but Ooh, yes. I do think that Snoke. <laughs> this is the weirdest fucking thing for a computer generated character, but in person, I think he's a really good villain. Mm. Yeah, I didn't yeah. get that vibe yeah. from him as a hologram, but actually, it's a it's a fucking I, good. I think the way he was talking to all of yeah. them, once you mm. see him talking to Ray, Kylo, and Hux, it does yeah. build enough of a yeah, all right, he's he's something. Yeah, and there is, and and it's. I mean, Andy Circus is. I mean, obviously, it's his physical performance, but obviously, of a completely rendered mm. yeah but i mean just his vocal performance is spot yeah. on because it's like because the yeah. whole thing i feel i feel i know well not know him but i feel like snoke feels like oh he's really good mm. i'd like to see him in more stuff and it's like well you yeah. won't because he's he, yeah. yeah. he, he does have a classic villain vibe mm. you know he really you, does you have i got that action figure you know, you see, I must have bought that one because he's dead cool. But you, you yeah. get that with him that, you know, that, that I want the throne room set and all of that, mm. you know. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. I want from this film yeah. more than anything else. I think finally, like the. <laughs> I was just say, the worst thing about Snoke is probably his name for me at the end of it. Yeah. It's like Spoke, Snoke, Smoke, what was he called? Snork. You know. It's a it's a bit like it's a bit I, I suspect his first name Cedric. Yeah, like Cedric C- Snow, like, yeah. Cedric Snow, like said was it Cyril Sneer? After the space raccoons, yeah. Yeah, I yeah. think, I think <laughs> just, yeah. like in comparison to you know Vader, Palpatine, Maul, they're just it wasn't quite and I think that's when I first in Force Awakens uh, is he just a bit not there yeah. but then yeah absolutely you know when you see him in this it's really good yeah but i say in the flesh he's really mm. good yeah. it's just a weird it's a weird way of describing it i suppose but i also yeah and i've I, so i now will we'll come to this when we cover um rise the rise of skywalker but the two things that i did note while i was watching this that then had is i was going well, for a start, you never find out Ray's surname, and I'm assuming that it's Luxury Yatched. But, yeah. It'd be, yeah, but pronounced, what is it? Where is it? It's Throat uh, Wobble the Mangrove. That's it, yeah. So Raymond, Raymond Luxury Yacht, um, just pronounced Throat Wobble Mangrove. So obviously that's why she doesn't tell anyone because she's embarrassed yeah. to have to explain yeah. that. Um, but also, in terms of like, oh, well. Who was Snoke? The Emperor music comes on. And it's like, are they just using this because he's a big, crusty old bad guy in a dressing gown? Or could there be more? Um, But also, uh, yeah, written under the words Emperor music um, is bloody chunks. Because I like that bit where one of the guards goes into the thing and 
And, you know, there's, there's, <laughs> there's some genuine grimness in this, you know. Mm. I, 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 like you say, it is going back to that thing of a sort of dirty World War Two sort of trench fighting kind of kind of a film. Yeah. Mm. But also, yeah, I and there's there's some stuff in this that then gets retconned, well not necessarily retconned, but gets changed or redefined in the subsequent film. Mm. But a lot of the things that I see people said, oh well they did that because we complained. And it's like, no, I think you're impatient, you cunt. Yeah. And people know how to write a trilogy. Mm. And maybe but, something might get yeah. a payoff in the next mm-hmm. film. These films was, weren't written in isolation and then crowbarred no. together. They were all sat down and thought of. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, that's that, that I think comes, that's the thing that comes down to it is when you get people saying, uh, or trying to like organise online. Right, they need to remake this movie because I wasn't happy with it. Blow it out of your ass. You know, it's the fuck off. What the fuck are you talking yeah. about? If that's, ge- if that's genuinely what you're putting your time and effort into, well, fuck me, you're lucky that's the only problem you've got. <laughs> that you're campaigning <laughs> to make, have them remake The Last Jedi where Luke comes out and he's all brilliant, he's all persilled handsome and he immediately sorts everything out and uh yeah so on and when i set up my when i set up my online campaign to uh, completely remake and eradicate the sound of music everyone was up in arms especially when i torched those nuns well i think that was extreme and uh, yeah, but then i like extremity i respect i respect extremity in a film I respect people's extremities in films as well. So, I mean, that's that's presumably the next notch is that they've obviously, you know, they've done, they're doing westerns. And certainly I think they, in the next film, they certainly dabble in horror. Um, yeah. mm. But But again, I just think that this is a nice, it's because I think it's something that's in The Force Awakens and no one noticed. And then everyone noticed this time around that this is a lot about, yeah, but fuck the old lot off because they fucked it. You know, they didn't do it right. Mm. Or they didn't succeed. So maybe we've got to do something else or we've got to disregard that. Mm. And in many ways, that's kind of that's kind of where Luke's at that point, when the, the point you first meet him, has taken that decision. And it's like, well, it's that fucking work. What's the point? Yeah. You know? I'm about as much use as a chocolate fire guard. I'm not fucking hanging around for this shit. So, which, which is the attitude with the actual way the film has been put together. I mean, for me, mm. it's, it's like when criticisms Doctor Who has with some mm. of the older fans, which is this is no longer your show. This is actually mm. no. not. We're not actually the age bracket for these Star Wars films. It's not us. It's for the other people that are coming up. I'm just glad they're into it in order for us to still benefit from it. They're not oh, exactly. You know what I mean? And and uh, oh, it's the older lot that are moaning about it. Well, it's uh, and that's probably what it is. It's the older lot who are like, what do you mean that we're we're crap and you want to fuck off? And it's like, you know, speak speaking as uh, speaking as a 43 year old man, and I will speak until I am specced. Big plainly. 
but that will be fairly quick because I'm 43 and I'll probably need a piss soon. So, <laughs> you know, it's, I, you know, I am fully aware that it's like, oh, well, the world needs changing. I'm probably not going to do it, am I really? So, <laughs> but you just have to hope and look to other people are going to be able to fucking do it. And I think the best thing was is that sort of Claire said to me oh, after we watched um, Rise of Skywalker, she said, are they doing any more? And I was like, well, I presume in 20 years' time, you know, will we be getting the saga, you know, with, um, you know, an, uh, oh, like David Ridley's like back and Oscar Isaac con- and everyone. They're concentrating on the episodes, I guess, now. Yeah. For a while. I follow... I follow all the little weird newsy things and all these people online who think they've got scoops and everything. I, as I find it deeply entertaining when it doesn't come to fruition, mm. right? Yeah. But that the whole rumor at the moment is is that because of the because of these films were so bad, they're going to be remaking them all on Disney Plus, which quite frankly it can't be because they're actually entered into law. These things exist and have gone beyond the point of the film in terms of Star Wars history now that they can't actually eradicate yeah. them. And why eradicate them? They were brilliant. This was a massive grossing film for a bunch of people that didn't like it. It really did pull a shit ton of money in. Mm. And I sit there and think, it's funny what news you're told in relation to what's actual reality when it comes to these things. Also, I think that the... Because that was the other thing as well, is obviously The Last Jedi, you then have that knock-on effect where Solo did really badly. Um, yeah. And and again, that was kind of the, the, the voices as I saw it online, the same people who were moaning about The Last Jedi were like, oh, thank fuck for Solo, because that's a return of form. And I'm thinking, and, and loads of people are just saying, oh, it's great, because you get to see him meet Chewie, and you get, and it's like, what, we're going through the tick list, are we? Okay, right. And, you know, Solo... It's a fucking good movie. It's fucking great. Yeah. So, but again, so Solo suffered and they're like, well, we're down the line. We're not going to not do episode nine, are we? Yeah. But beyond that, they've obviously just decided, well, Mandalorian, you know, that's mm-hmm. our biggest success. They're obviously just going to be a TV well, for some no, time, I think. Yeah. Yeah, there are new movies in product. I mean, the, the latest one is, I think, something like Rogue Squadron or something like that. That's actually in production now, being filmed. Mm. And it's mm. a film. I mean, there, if you go and look online, you can actually see the, the female director talking about it. But oh, right. so there's that film. There's, um, oh, what's his name? The guy who, Tiki, whatever his name is. Oh, the director. Yeah, yeah. He, he's doing a film at some point mm. in the future. Also, Ryan Johnson was supposed to be doing a new film, but now it's going to become a brand new original work of fiction. Mm. Oh, but okay. but there, there are definitely films coming up, but we, I think they're now going to, because of the success of The Mandalorian, they're now exploring the outer rim of the galaxy. Mm. So you're not... Yeah. Star Wars saga's done with. Mm. So, but yeah. the universe is so much more than that. So... Well, also, also definitely, I think that it paid in a weird way. It paved the way that because now, obviously, it was what happened in cinemas in twenty twenty. Fuck all, because no one could go <laughs> in them. 
but you could still have you could still have the Mandalorian, mm. and it would be, yeah. you know. And again, it's probably probably going to do better in that way. And and obviously, there's a, not only just like you said about the movies, but obviously there's a shit ton of um, both live action and animated stuff. Yeah, because um, they're mm. going to do the um, uh, what was the other one? They're they're, they're obviously going to do Book of Boba Fair. Um, possibly a series yeah. three of Mandalorian. Yep, there's definitely uh, um, a series three of Mandalorian. There's Obi Wan Kenobi. Is that the one? Is that the one where they reveal that actually Grogu goes on to be Grandmaster Snoke, and so he goes to Luke's Jedi Academy <laughs> and just whispers in uh, Ben's ear while he's asleep, and yeah. then he goes off to become There's the Ahsoka series. There's also yes. uh, Andor. Which is uh, Cassian Andor from mm. Rogue One. Mm. That's that's nearly finished filming in England, and plus there's there's other projects. Um, I can't remember the title of them, but they've all been announced as films yeah. and TV series. But, uh, oh, and the Obi Wan series. Mm, yeah. yeah, yeah, like Obi Wan Kenobi series. And so, yeah, I mean, it's not. If anything, I think it not being at the cinema and being is going to keep it sort of f- fresher as long as they're sort of... And I think that's one of the good things is it's always going to be at a point of only getting sort of top-notch people involved. Mm. Well, it's like we were saying about The Mandalorian. You've got the overall themes and everything of the story, but each week you had a different director who brought their own thing to it. Mm. So you'll find that with you know the universe, you know you'll have a Ryan Johnson episode, you'll have kind of a J.J. Abrahams, and it'll just keep expanding and expanding. Mm. Mm. I mean, a Star Wars anthology series would be very interesting, actually, although fucking ludicrously expensive. Unless they unless they went down the route of doing, I mean that that is me completely trouser bulbous. Is if they say, "Oh, we're gonna we're gonna do tales from the creature cantina." Oh my mm. fuck! What? Oh no! The maple there pie. was a there was a Star Wars anthology series which they wrote twenty two episodes of in full oh. script and a synopsis, and that's what Rogue One and the idea of the Mandalorian comes from, the unused story ideas from that. Nice. That's yeah. I think. I mean, my final note I've got here um, is Crystal Foxes sounds like the name of a shit dance band. <laughs> you know, just be one of those ones. For where it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, just not not all that, are they? Yeah. So, uh, uh, gentlemen, any uh, any further that you guys have? I'm I'm now definitely looking forward to Rise of Skywalker. Yes, I see. I, I could do, I've got it, I could do re-watching it because as I said, I think last week, when I actually went to the pictures to see it, which is the one and only time, I thought I was dying. So mm. I missed yeah. loads of it. So. Well, uh, like I say, that's my that's my takeaway from this is that I remember leaving the cinema really, really wanting to see episode nine and I finished watching episode nine yesterday and immediately watched uh, episode eight and then immediately watched episode nine. Mm-hmm. Because I hadn't seen it, and I wanted to give it a fair crack of the whip, but I will be re-watching it to make sure that I haven't 
missed anything. But also, yeah, it's Star Wars, so I enjoy it. So, yeah, I'm going to be watching it. Yeah. And, uh, it's a damn good excuse, if nothing else. So um, it only lays for us, I think, in which case, to discuss Les Scores. Now, Les Scores. I've, I've remember that uh, uh, Lee exists with us. Yes. And he, penetra- and he penetrates through us and up against us. And, and shows a very forceful ghost, that one. He's a very forceful ghost. Now, he, <laughs> he has given this so, I don't know, very near the start of this, I did use the term cheeky Yoda. And I don't know if that would be a good scoring mechanism or if anyone else has any, you know, with f- frog maids. Um, roasted porks. Roast pork. Roast pork. Ooh. Ooh. What, what, what flavour your crisp blue milk? No, roast pork. Ooh. Ooh. Ooh lovely. <laughs> I think roast pork is his beer. So, uh, 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 now, very much like Derek Cora, I should just hire, get my Jedi spirit guide. What's that, Lee? Uh, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, but my one's actually called Sam. <laughs> you're, you're, you're coming through strong. You're coming through strong. Yes. Now, he, I'm telling him. Right. Okay. He's given us, Lee has given us a seven for this Ooh. one. He's given us a seven. Now imagine that. That's a tasty pork. That is a tasty pork. That is seven tasty roast porks <laughs> ready for you. Um, and so, Chris, where? Uh, how many roast porks are you going to give? Well, I'm I'm feeling a bit hungry now. Um, I'm I I was on a six before having watched it this second time because that was my memory of it. But I haven't watched it. I, I was so entertained. It was yeah, it was way better than I I thought. So I'm going to go up to an eight now. Oh, well, I can't Lovely. really go to a nine because you know. Well, you know. That's- that's, that's getting into, you know, the original. Yeah, I mean, you, you know, this this is boundaries, some boundaries. Mm. You know. We had to, we had to expand. <laughs> and I'm trying not to do point fives either. Thank you. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> that's, 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 that's how you. kind thank I am. You. Yeah, you did the point five last week, Ed, didn't you? Did he? I possibly did. <laughs> I don't know. That's, that's uh, the no, self hate. Did it? Lee did it. <laughs> Lee did it from his position. What a nasty, false ghost he is. Yeah, well, you know. Ooh, what a bastard. Yeah, so he gave it 7.5 lighter thumbs up. Oh, so, wow. <laughs> uh, so, where, so, how many roast porks are you, are you shoving? Uh, I'm, a, I'm a hungry boy, so I'll have eight roast porks, please. Ooh. Eight roast porks. I think. With that reggae, is reggae problem. sauce. Mm. Reggae, reggae sauce. Well, that's. That's one. That's one purely for the American listeners there, because they'll know that. <laughs> Both of them will know that immediately. Um, right. So doing a bit of. I can't see my calculator here because it doesn't. What exist. are you giving it, Ed? I, oh shit! Yeah, I am going to. <laughs> I'm. I'm going to go. I'm going with a seven mm-hmm. because I gave the Force Awakens eight, and I think did I? Yes, I gave the Force Awakens eight. And I think it's not quite up to that. So I don't know. Actually, fuck it. No, it's going eight. <laughs> I, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it on the same scale as The Force Awakens. So, you know. So, there we go. So, if we have a total score of 31 roast porgs. That is, that is a potential That is a bang of porgs. 
That is a banquet of porks. Chewy will be sitting there, <laughs> shitting all up the walls again. The floor it's only point five, isn't it? Away from last week, uh, last episode. Yeah, 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 yeah. We are literally, yeah, we're 0.5 away. So that is, yeah. Um, but I think, in fairness, I think that without a shadow of a doubt, I think that the lo- the last three are the most consistent of the trilogy. Mm. Yeah, and that's yeah, not to yeah. do that's not to do Return of the Jedi disservice, but yeah, I think that these these all feel on very much on a par. I would say mm. um, one that story, one yeah, of um, of Episode Nine, but who knows? But oh yes, so we will be back in a fortnight's time for the end of the epic Skywalker saga, which is how they describe it on Disney Plus. Um, because I think an epic and a saga, the same thing, but there we go. You know, can't expect can't expect these can't expect people to proofread these things, can we? Um but yes, yeah, so that was the uh the Force Awakened? No, that wasn't. Who was it? The, the last, that was the last Jedi. Jedi. <laughs> I, I did. Well, I, had, I had a whole thing I was going to say at the start, and completely forgot about. Is what this, was it? Where, where does this rank in the last of films? Because I had in my mind, I was like, is it as good as the last Starfighter? Oh, I did really like that. And what about the last Samurai? I hate Thomas Cruise, but you know that was yeah, a pretty I had- good film. I think. Can't remember. I was trying to remember all the other last of and Last Crusade, Indiana. Yes, Jones, yes, no, that's Crusade. it. That was very good. And I did, yeah. did get through quite a bit of um not for everyone podcast, and they were talking about Last Action Hero. I didn't yes, hear it all because as usual, when I listen to podcasts, I fall asleep before getting to the, <laughs> the main part, as probably you know. Well, I, be- I believe I, I believe they had a very good guest star from um uh the Mandalorian on their show as well. So yes, they did. Yeah. Surprise cameo. Yes. That was that was very good work. The um one one last question. I want to ask your opinions on this. Who is the last Jedi? Mm. Oh. Well I'd go for my... Go on, Chris. I'd go for Ray. My understanding of it and I'm not sure because I, I don't know whether that was because of the way things had to change had to change because of real world circumstances. I got the impression it was Leia mm. because the director she's the last said one. the director said it's Luke. Mm. Okay. Ah, yeah, because I suppose there is because this is the whole thing that actually again, and I mean I know we were we were headed towards the end, but this is something I think no, I genuinely think this is something really worth fucking discussing, is that again, part of that whole thing of there's no good or bad or evil is mm. that Kylo Ren's whole take on it is forget Sith and forget Jedi. None of that yeah, is yeah. important, yeah. which I think is something he reti- he certainly retains into the next film. Mm. Is that it's not, you know, it's not sort of like this slavish sort of like, oh well, I'm a Sith now. Mm. Or anything along those lines, and yeah, it's sort of Leia is trained in the ways of the Force, mm. but she's not, not a Jedi, Jedi yet. She's not a Jedi. Ah, right. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. So in which case, yeah, yeah it must be Luke. Yeah. So, but uh, 
We should also Sorry do a that. shout out to um, <laughs> to none other than Wesley's uh, As Yet Unexplained podcast. An yes. Excellent listen. Oh, now, now I, had, I had a quick question for you. Are they all your voices, right? Because I, I can actually play yours in the car with the kids there. Because so far I've not heard <laughs> any any swearing or other inappropriate sections. And then so funny enough, like, my daughter was reading a book about UFOs <laughs> that her school gave her. So it's like, oh, that's, that's great. I'll put this on then. We can hear about UFOs. That, they, um, the second, uh, yeah, the UFO one that's on now has mm. got sound clips from interviews. I, yeah, so but there is okay. nothing. There's nothing untoward in any episode no. that they. Excellent. Yeah. I mean, yeah. obviously, <laughs> things like nasty things are said, but yeah. not language of nasty things. Mm. If that and, makes and sense. You, <laughs> and you don't expound on villains, big old knockers. Um, no. flapping about the place no. in the middle of mind control if, calls. If, if he does, I, I missed that. I haven't got, <laughs> I haven't got to the mysterious tit wanker yet of old London Town episode. Oh dear. Well, I, I, I for one cannot wait because that is that's that's yeah. gonna be a surefire. <laughs> but no, the serious wanker of old London Town. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> But seriously, everyone, yeah, every everyone within the sound of my voice, go from <laughs> this place and subscribe to As Yet Unexplained. But yes, Absolutely. As Yet Unexplained is fucking terrific. Go and listen to the Not For Everyone podcast. Listen to Welcome to Horror, because it'd be weird if you're listening to this and you don't, because we're in the same feed. <laughs> but you must have turned it on accidentally at some point by now anyway. So, yeah. But, um... But all in all, thank you for joining us. Thank you, gentlemen, for joining me on our continuing journey through the uh, through the myriad delights of the Star Wars universe. Thank you, and Godspeed. Nice to be Godspeed. here, yeah. <laughs> and Nobspeed. Thank you, and good radish. Good night. Good night. Good night. <laughs>